a day, what a day. I mean, it is Tuesday night at 11.15 p.m. Full exhausting day. Work at a bank, customer service, 8 to 4.30. Right after that, go and coach some soccer, kindergarten, first graders, which is awesome. I love it. Just started last week, and I can already tell this is going to be a lot of fun. Then go to the gym, get crazy workout, love it, trying to get ripped, well, maybe not ripped, but lose some weight, stay in shape, enjoy, I guess they call your body a temple, right? So your wonderland, and you should treat it that way. Well, I'm trying to. I kind of abused it and did not do that for most of my life. So I'm trying to flip that around, then go to the gym three, four times a week, eating better, doing better things with my body to try to make it a temple, I guess, if we're going to call it that. Then, another new endeavor that I picked up, contacted some people from some stories writing for The Paper in Dwight. Yeah, it's a paper called The Paper. That's pretty cool. Doing a lot of different things, but it don't matter. It don't matter if you're exhausted, tired, Edge of Your Seat podcast is here always going to be here and I love doing this have a lot to talk about have a great guest on as always we got great guests and man there's so many ready to come people I've already talked to I got about 10 in the books every time that I get down to like three or four bam 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 just more people more awesomeness more things going on in our neck of the woods in Illinois few outside but just life going on people wanting to talk about it, wanting to discuss, wanting just to have a cool conversation for you to listen to. So we're rolling with it. We're going to keep rolling with it. Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We are in episode 166. Woo! That's a lot of episodes. Like I say, they're going to keep coming. Keep them coming. Started in October of 2019. It is April 27th of 2021. Almost two years in. This has been awesome. I love this. And it doesn't matter how exhausted, how busy days are. This is going to come. It's been pushed off a little bit. Had some serious things going on in life. And hopefully they're behind. And if more come, we're going to weather the storm without stopping the show. Because it's not fair. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to me because I love this. I absolutely love this. Every time I step in this room, the Edge of Your Seat podcast, studio, and sit in front of this mic, I'm smiling. I'm enjoying myself. Knowing that you're gonna hear this, know you're gonna hear the intro, know you're gonna hear the guest, and be entertained. And that's what we're here for, and we're gonna keep it that way. But enough about that. Like I said, tons and tons and tons of stuff to talk about. First of all, don't ever like to start Debbie Downer type environment, or aura, or whatever you wanna call it. DMX passed away, we already I said a prayer out loud on a mic in honor of DMX. That's how much that meant to me. How much DMX as an artist, as a musician, as a man. I wish I would have got to meet him. I never did. But his message, the way he was as a person, connected with me. I could relate to him. Not everything that he rapped about in his music could I relate to. But there was a lot that I could. Black Rob early 2000s had a couple pretty great CDs in the song Whoa. Drop bombs like Whoa. 
Man, I love that song. And Shock G, Digital Underground, The Humpty Dance. If you listen to music, especially hip-hop, you know that song. If you've been to a wedding or a party or something, you have heard The Humpty Dance somewhere. Shock G helped make Tupac a star. Tupac did a couple songs, did some work with Digital Underground. Rest in peace to all three of them. And like I said, I already know, said a lot about DMX, but I will continue to say rest in peace to him until you know, the day that I'm up there too. But rest in peace DMX, rest in peace Black Rob, rest in peace Shock G. On Sunday, Steph Curry, man. Steph Curry is absolutely nuts. He is shooting whew, crazy style, crazy style. In Sunday's game, he made seven threes, which set a record for threes in April. 85 threes in one month. 85 threes in one month. Do you know how many that is? Like, legitimately. That is insane. Dude can shoot from anywhere under any type of duress. It doesn't matter. Steph Curry is going to put the ball in the hoop. Takes the record for threes in a month that James Harden had held. It's now Steph Curry's. He's got to be in the MVP conversation. The way he's been shooting, the way he's been leading Golden State. I know they're not a great team. Probably not going to play for a championship. Okay, they're not going to play for a championship. Maybe not make the playoffs. But man, Steph Curry has been playing lights out. On episode 166, we have Hall Senior Bowler, Brianna Laura. Yes, the bowling season is over. We talked to her in February. Like I said, lots of things personally came up. Had to take a break. Didn't want to you know, show things that were going on with me. To you, I am a live my heart on my sleeve kind of guy. I will be the first to admit it. If something's bothering me and you're talking to me, you're going to know this. Whether I tell you, which I probably will because I'm also a blunt and direct person, but you can tell through my mannerisms, my faces, my everything. Like if I'm having a bad day or if I'm in a bad mood or I got something on my mind, you'll know right away. And I don't want to portray that and be again a Debbie Downer on the show because that's not why I started it. That's not what this is for. This is entertainment. This is talk sports. This is talk about things going on in life, movies, books, music, all that cool stuff. Not to bring anybody down. And I was down and I didn't want to portray that. So we spoke in February. Brianna is super cool. Just started bowling. Not a great bowler and she'll admit it. She tells her numbers, all that cool stuff, but she had fun, and that's why I loved this so much. You don't have to be a superstar. Not everybody that goes on a sports stage in high school has to be the best. You don't have to. You really don't. You can just go and have fun, be with your friends, throw a bowling ball down the alley, and maybe not hit a pin but enjoy being there. Enjoy being in that environment, having coaches, having a teammate, because maybe life isn't always gonna be like that. After high school, there's a lot of us that don't ever join another team. Maybe a work team, things like that, but not in that environment, that situation. And she understands that and enjoyed every single second that she got, especially in this COVID-19 season, 
that nobody even knew if there was going to be a season. So for her enthusiasm and love for sports in general, not just bowling, she talks about all kinds of sports. That was really cool. That meant something to me, and I'm really, really happy that we got her on here and we talked and had a great conversation. When we did speak, she did not know what she wanted to do after school. Graduation is coming up real soon. I mean, it's April 27th. Graduation's right around the corner for every high school across the country. She did send me a message and said she wants to be a preschool teacher, but she may take a year off before going to school at probably IBCC. So whatever she decides to do, if that's the plan, be a preschool teacher, she did say on the episode during the conversation that she does love children and loves that environment. So if that's what she does, congrats to her. Wish her the best on any journey that she goes on, especially, you know, teaching the young youngins, the next generation, how to be cool people and to appreciate everything like I feel Brianna does. And I don't know if we mentioned his last name during our conversation, but Brianna Laura does mention her boyfriend Judson Underwood a few times. I don't think we ever said his last name during our talk. Got her into basketball. They're both Miami Heat fans. We discussed all that, but I wanted to make sure his name got out there, Judson Underwood from Mendota. Over the weekend, Friday and Saturday, week six, of the football season for Illinois High School completed, meaning the season is over, the COVID-19 shortened. Calling it the 2021 football season, but really it's the 2020 season that got pushed to the spring instead of being played in the fall. We have a lot of cool things that happened over this weekend and records to break down. But first, but first, Let's hear who this segment is brought to you by. It is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. The games that were played Friday and Saturday, week six style. Byron lost a tough one to Rockford Lutheran, six nothing in a big Northern Conference matchup. Byron finishes the year three and two. DeKalb won a tough one. Actually, a lot of these games were tough. We had last-second touchdowns. We had comebacks. We had all kinds of awesomeness in Week 6. DeKalb, 40-34 over Naperville North. They finished 3-2 as well. Dixon, tough loss to North Boone, 40-33. One of those last-second touchdowns was this game as the Vikings scored with 11 seconds left on the clock. To defeat Dixon 40-33. Dixon finishes 1-3. Geneseo tough loss against Moline. Moline defeated the Leaves 42-21. Geneseo finishes 3-3 on the season. Anna Juan Weathersfield finishes 5-1. Wins the Lincoln Trail Conference Championship with a 42-22 victory over Princeville. The Titans entered 4-1. Princeville was 4-0. Anawan gives Princeville the first loss of the season and in turn takes the championship. If Princeville would have won, it was all theirs. A game that I was at and did a broadcast for WLPO, one of those other things that I was doing or am doing, continue to do, 
broadcast the game between LaSalle, Peru, and Kaylin at Howard Fellow Stadium in LaSalle. The Cavaliers undefeated 5-0 with a 21-20 victory over the Knights. The Knights entered ranked 9th in Class 6A football. LP wasn't having it. They were down, came back, and held on. It was such an awesome football game. It was back and forth. There was offense. There was defense. There was great special teams play. Kalen, one of their touchdowns, was on a block punt. It was just a great game to be at, that high school feel. It was playoff environment, even though there wasn't a packed stadium because of the fan restrictions. It was only really a week six game. But just the feel of it. That was high school. That was Friday Night Lights. Man, felt so good to be part of that. LP, 5-0 on the season. It's the first time they were undefeated. It's the first time the Cavs have been undefeated since 1968. I know it's a half season, but it's still undefeated. And in the records books, it's going to be considered a season. So, undefeated. First time since 68. That is a very, very, very long time. 4LP against Kalen, senior quarterback Tyler Hartman went off, did a little bit of everything. Threw for 103 yards, including one touchdown, and he ran for 78 yards on 15 carries. Senior Drake Weber really did everything. Not that Hartman didn't, but Weber, 93 yards on the ground, one reception for 27 yards, Three extra point kicks, because he's the kicker as well. He had a 59-yard touchdown that closed the gap in the fourth quarter to 2014. So he kind of got the ball moving back in LaSalle, Peru's favor. And then Sean Whitfield, with 442 left in the game, scored on a 19-yard touchdown run. Then Weber connects on another point after for the 21-20 win. We can break this down play by play. No scoring in the first quarter. There's only one score in the second. So at halftime, it's 6-0. Kalen lead. Kalen scored on a one-yard touchdown with 6.55 left in the second. In the third quarter, LP gets on the scoreboard and takes the lead with Hartman's pass to Trayvon Hunter. 29-yard pass. Weber kicks the point after attempt. It's 7-6 LP. Kalen takes the lead back. Third quarter, 4-10 left in the frame. 19-yard pass, takes the lead 12-7. Then adds to it real quick. Less than three minutes, 129 left in the third. Blocks an LP punt. Probably about a 30-yard return. Takes a 27 lead. Fourth quarter. LP wasn't backing down. They were ready to go to war, and that's exactly what they did. Weber with the 59-yard run. Whitfield with the 19. Two scores, two point after attempts by Weber, 21-20. It was a well-played game, a little bit of everything. It was a lot of fun to be there. And like any other Cavaliers game of the season, the five games that they had, the five victories, you have to talk about the defense. Just physical, make big plays. David Narkis, senior defensive back, two interceptions, 
and everything that went his way, he contested, he was feisty, he was, I called him a pest, but as the game went on, he was just a straight menace. They did get a touchdown against him, and Kalen also got a couple big first downs. They kept testing him, which was okay. He kept going at it. Unfortunately, he did get hurt the end of the game and had to come out. But what a valiant effort. The two interceptions, those were both huge momentum changers for LP. Just great, great, great effort from him. And to me, he was the player of the game because Kalen's offense was so dynamic. Their running back, Corey Phillips, so fast, so fast. And could break through a line or hit the outside and he was just gone. Once he hit that third gear, his third gear had a third gear. That's how fast this dude was. Narcus caught him a couple times. And so did Luke Murtis, Levi Reed. There was some big stops, big tackles made by everybody on the LP defense. He just shined. And so did Hartman, so did Weber. They all shined so much that on the radio broadcast, we named three players of the game, which we never do. I've never done it before at all. I always like, hey, there can only be one. But a shortened season, senior dominant, and they all played fantastic football. Had to give it to all three. Marquette shut out Mid-County, which was the school that we knew as Rova. Now it's Mid-County. Marquette, 30-0 to go 4-2 on the season. Ottawa in a tough overtime game. Fell to Rochelle. Rochelle picking up the 39-38 victory. Rochelle 2-4 on the season. Ottawa 0-6. Man, talk about a grinded out game for two not so awesome teams. They came to play every single week. Just things didn't go their way almost all year. Rochelle lost a couple close ones. Ottawa was in games against teams like Sycamore and Morris. Just juggernauts on the football field. Ottawa stuck in those games trying to claw for that win. Rochelle just had the right answer at the right time. And they won on a Marco Castro point after attempt. They score the touchdown in overtime to tie the game. Marco gets the PAT to give the Hubs the victory. The run that set up the Marco Castro PAT was from Crew Larson scoring the go-ahead, scoring the game-tying, overtime-tying touchdown run. St. Bede finishes 5-1 with a 27-21 victory over Orion. On paper, this looked like St. Bede was going to blow Orion out of the water. Orion came into the game 1-4, St. Bede 4-1, and had been playing pretty good football. Orion came to test the Bruins, but Bruins just held on. Sycamore also undefeated, which means LaSalle Peru and Sycamore sharing a piece of the Interstate 8 Conference. As Sycamore defeated Plano, who ends 1-4, 43-7. Sycamore only had 21 yards in the first quarter. Did not come out strong. Did not look like the Spartans that we have all seen all year. That beat Morris. That beat Kalen in overtime to start the season. 22 points in the second quarter. It was game over from there. Spartans were on a tear after their horrible first quarter. And they showed why they're undefeated. Showed why they deserve 
a share of the Interstate 8 Conference and why they are known as a juggernaut football program. Also a comeback win, Princeton ranked 2 and 3A going into the game. Ranked number 2 and 3A going into the game against Fulton, who is number 3 and 1A. Princeton came in 5-0, and Fulton came in 4-0. and And Fulton gave the 3A school everything they could. They had a commanding lead at one point, like, it was like 16 or 20 points. Princeton, comeback of all comebacks to stay undefeated. 49-38 victory. So many stats we could say here. We'll start with the Princeton senior quarterback, Tyler Gibson. Four touchdowns, two on the ground, two in the air. Rondé Wurls, two touchdowns. He had 11 end zone trips on the season. He is going to be a linebacker for Northern Illinois Huskies coming up next season. He is a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and hopefully we can get Rondé and Tyler on to talk about not only this game, but the 6-0 season for the Tigers. Rondé did have the last score of the game on a five-yard touchdown with 4.31 left in the fourth quarter. Then they just kind of milked the clock like, oh my God, I can't believe we did this. Like, that was a monster comeback. They were down and Fulton just looked like they were going to upset the world. Don't know if it's an upset. You're 3-1A. Everybody knows that Fulton is a good team. But Princeton just showing that they're a little better, a little bigger, a little faster. Also for the Tigers in this game. Bennett Sirens put himself in the record books, finishing seventh, finishing seventh on the Tigers all-time list of receiving yards in a single season. And he did it in six games. So if he did that in six games, what could he do in nine or playoff games added? I have a feeling he'd climb a little higher than seventh on the list. Serena Finishes the season 2-3 and three with a 25-22 victory over Iroquois West. Sterling fell to United Township, 47-44. Sterling was trying to end the season undefeated. They fell to 5-1. So many close games trying to make this season count for everything that it can count for. There is no playoffs. There is no state. There wasn't those things that you're playing for. You had to make new goals. Like, hey, let's be the conference champs. Let's defeat our rival. Hey, let's just try to get on the field for three games this season. Everything was so different than what we're used to, but it was just awesome to see football. It was cool to see the excitement from those kids and from the fans. You know, sometimes we take things for granted don't realize like, hey, it's not going to be here tomorrow. Or, you know, the next game, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna play, it doesn't really matter. Uh, If I score, uh, if we win, uh." and then it's not there and you're like, I never had a chance to win a game. I never had a chance to set this milestone in my career or try to beat a record or something like that. That gets taken away from you, eyes get open. Thought process start generating a little more towards those things. And you started to see it. Like, during these games, kids were playing. Like, I didn't see anybody just loafing around, just chilling. No, 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 no. They were on the field. They were on the court doing what they could to the highest ability because they knew they only had a short sample size of what they were going to be able to do. 
So it was cool to see them take advantage of something after not having opportunities last year. And who knows what's going to happen. COVID-19 restrictions, non-restrictions moving forward. The high school football segment was brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership dedicated to being community first. After a miserable 2020 in every sense of the term, Mendota Shimmer Ford wants to help make 2021 way more awesome than 2020 with style, comfort, and great deals. Stop by and see a wide selection of Ford Escapes. Different colors, different models, all redesigned, all have great deals, all ready to be taken off of the lot. The Ford Escape is just one option at Shimmer Mendota Ford as it has a huge selection of new and used vehicles on the lot and even more on the website www.mendotaford.com. Whether you shop online or at Shimmer Mendota Ford, located just south of Mendota on Highway 251, manager Ski Hartman and his associates, Jason Hintz and Doug Safranic, will use their expertise and understanding of the vehicle you're looking for to help you roll through 2021 just the way you want. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries at Shimmer Mendota Ford. Last week, the Associated Press All-State basketball teams were announced. The IBCA Illinois Basketball Coaches Association already announced their state team. Now it was Associated Press's turn. Let's go through those rosters for both girls and boys. For girls, 1A, Brooke Hyman from Indian Creek, senior, and Mallory Powers, a senior from Amboy, both made the first team. Second team saw senior Abby Payne, also from Amboy, and honorable mention, Serena Jr., Katie Baker. 2A team, two honorable mentions from the teams that we pay attention to, Seneca senior Brooklyn Gertz and Ashlyn May, a sophomore from Fieldcrest. The 3A girls AP All-State team saw Cammie Ludwig, a junior from Geneseo, on the second team and honorable mentions there were three of them sterling seniors brooklyn and breland borum and streeter senior natalie haynes congratulations to all those girls for playing great basketball throughout the season the boys ap state team we had luke brahman a senior from roanoke benson and colton quagliano a senior from anawan weathersfield on the 1a first team on the second team for 1A, Indian Creek senior Drew Gatson. And honorable mention, also from Indian Creek, also a senior, Cam Russell. On the 2A team, two honorable mentions, Jackson Kusick McKay, a senior from Fieldcrest, and a junior from Newman, Marcus Williams. 3A saw Anthony Cooper on the honorable mention list. He is a senior from Ottawa. And in 4A, Tretton Kyler, a senior from DeKalb, was an honorable mention selection. Awesome job by all of them. I have said all of their names on this podcast. We have talked to a few of them. And later this week, as soon as we can pump them out, we have Fieldcrest, Jackson Kusick-McKay, and Coach Matt Weekler. 
we have Putnam County girls basketball coach Jared Sale, Mallory Powers, and Abby Payne, and Coach Mike McCracken for the Amboy Lady Clippers. All on one episode, all in one conversation. Well, two conversations, but at the same time, just handing a little phone back and forth. Got them on as well. Also, Jamie Reinhardt from Princeton reached the 1,000 career point milestone throughout the season. We have a lot of basketball conversations with great athletes, great coaches right around the corner. I know we are into baseball, softball, and we got all those interviews coming too. We have all those interviews coming. We have football interviews coming. We have volleyball. Everything is coming for you to enjoy. Some action from around Illinois sports on Monday. We'll start with baseball. Rock Falls and Sterling battled to a 6-6 tie. No winner. We tied it out. Ottawa defeated Rochelle 20-5. Caneland just edged LaSalle Peru 3-2. Hall defeated Princeton 13-0. And Streeter edged Reed Custer 9-8. Softball field, Seneca shut out St. Bede 3-0. Seneca freshman Sam Vandeveld had a two-run home run in the fourth. That was kind of the difference of the game. Offensively, in the circle, Seneca's Maggie Carpenter, 17 Ks against the Lady Bruins. Burrow Valley defeated Newman in their first game of the season. Ottawa handed Plano a 7-3 loss. And the Lady Cavaliers of LaSalle, Peru, outscored Sandwich 5-1. Chloe Mitchell came in in relief in the circle and pitched two scoreless innings to help LP hold on to the win. Caitlin Gibson had two hits, including an in-the-park home run. She's got power. She's fast. She's really, really, really good at the game. She is a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast showing what she can do. And Taylor Martin had two hits as well. On the pitch, girls soccer style, Streeter defeated Wilmington 5-0. And the Interstate 8 monster rivalry between LaSalle Peru and Ottawa, the Lady Cavaliers 6, the Lady Pirates 3. The six goals for LaSalle Peru. Freshman Danica Skoma, also a freshman, Litzy Lopez, Brooke Schiffbauer, Sasha Bruins, and Bella Lambert scored two goals. Boys tennis, DeKalb skunked Marengo 4-2-0. The singles victories for DeKalb were Ben Grish and Hunter Davis. The doubles victories were Zach Casca and Pano Tistelis and Mateo Bendardo and Yair Nunez. It is amazing to talk about spring sports, well, what we would normally call spring sports, as none of them got to play a season last year. So two years later, finally getting back on the fields, and it is awesome for everybody. Man, can't wait to get out there and watch some games, which we will definitely, definitely do. Not high school, but he came from high school. Well, just like everybody else. But Nate Stubler, who won a state championship in bowling 2016. He's been at St. Ambrose doing his thing, and now he might be doing his thing at another level. 
He has been named a finalist, one of 16 finalists for International Bowling Media Association's Collegiate Bowler of the Year. Stubler is putting himself on that caliber, that tier. I hope he gets it. He deserves it. He's been doing everything he needs to do as a bowler, getting wins, being modest. He's such a good dude, such an amazing bowler, amazing bowler. I hope that he can weed out the rest of these finalists and get that award some hardware for him to be proud of. It's always cool to get hardware. It's always cool to get rewards, monetary, gifts, all those good things. But it's also cool to see the rewards of hard work. And the number one way to do that, at least in my opinion, host Brandon LaChance of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Notice I have not said my name throughout this entire episode, this entire intro. I'm Brandon LaChance, your host of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. There we go. We did it officially now. But the number one reward that you can give yourself, feel proud, feel like, hey, I did something, is staying physically fit. Because it's hard. It's really, really hard. Because of the factors working against us, right? Time and work schedules. Lack of a support system. Maybe motivation is low. Don't want to be judged or criticized if not supporting a gym rat body. Injuries or physical restrictions. However, there is a place where these no's or maybes become yeses. LP CrossFit. LP CrossFit, located at the Prue Mall across from Secret Nails, offers a weekly schedule of classes for any level of fitness. It's not one time, not just one day a week. There are many options and classes only last one hour. A support group? LP CrossFit is a diverse community focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names and support one another during workouts. Motivation? The trainers at LP CrossFit help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life with workouts of numerous movements, including body weight, gymnastic, and barbell. Everyone is guided, pushed at a productive and comfortable level. If you're an experienced athlete or getting your first taste of physical fitness, everyone is welcomed and viewed as equals. You would go at your own pace. You want to go hard? It's hello, how are you? Go get at it. You want a more relaxed approach? It's the exact same welcoming. Hello, how are you? Go get at it. Injuries and mobility restrictions are a huge priority at LP CrossFit as all small group classes are coach-led and movements are infinitely scalable for all members. LP CrossFit opens all doors for everyone. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook or at lpcrossfit.com. Gotta love some sports, but you also gotta love some music. One of my favorite segments of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, Bring It Back. We are diving into the Rolling Stone Magazine Top 500 Albums of All Time list. So these aren't just like, eh, you know, we made an album, put it on the shelves. Like, no. This, in the minds of many, many, many musical legends and critics and people that do nothing with their lives. Okay, I'm sure they do other things. But financially, for their livelihood, is listen to music and get paid for their opinions. So, why don't we make opinions of our own and listen to music that maybe we haven't listened to before, or maybe it's been a long time, and bring it back out. 
So I've been putting polls up while we go through this so you can have a say in what you're listening to me talk about. And, you know, so I'm not just picking what I want to hear. Every time I go through these polls, I pick who I want to win to see if they do. And right now it's 50-50. So it's cool. I'm listening to stuff that I probably would never listen to if I wasn't doing this. And if there wasn't a poll telling me like, hey, Brandon, why don't you listen to this? And that's exactly what happened this week. The four albums on the poll were at 480, Miranda Lambert, The Weight of These Wings came out in 2016. 479, Selena, Amor Prohibido, which means Forbidden Love, came out in 1994. 478 was The Kinks, Something Else by The Kinks, came out in 1968. And at 477, Howlin' Wolf, Moaning in the Moonlight, 1959. So with Lambert, we had Country. Selena, we had Hispanic Pop. The Kinks, Rock, like classic rock. Howlin' Wolf, Straight Blues from the 50s, 1959. I listened to a couple songs just because I had heard of them but didn't really know who it was or know anything. I didn't do all the research and stuff and look up who this person was like I do for the person, the album that wins the poll, but checked out a song or two and man, straight blues, like straight blues, the definition of the classic pioneers that really didn't have music behind them, but just a big baritone voice and a sax a few drums that's what Howlin' Wolf at least this album the couple songs that I listened to were the winner though Miranda Lambert at the beginning it was Miranda and Selena neck and neck I think they were tied like 10-10 probably a half hour after I put the polls up and asked a few people that have expressed to me that they want to vote so if you do want to do that share share your votes on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, Twitter, Edge of Your CP, and you can listen to these on Spotify and Apple Music, iTunes, and of course the website www.rss.com backslash podcast with an S backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Vote, let me know if you want to send a personal message, a direct message, put it on the comments, whatever you want to do, but it is cool hearing from you and seeing what you want to listen to or want to hear me talk about. Maybe you want to listen to the album with me. That would be cool and have your own opinions. Whatever you want to do. It's 2021. The world is in our hands and the music is in our ears. So Miranda Lambert, The Weight of These Wings, 2016. Not something I would ever listen to. Not gonna lie. Even though this album came out in 2016, this is straight country. This is like the roots of country. When I was listening to this, I kept picturing the old scenes from like black and white movies or like Elvis Presley movies where you see these people in the embroidered shirts with the cowboy hats, with the little tassels and fringe around the collars where they were kind of decorative and just the old hee-haw honky-tonk country that's what this was this isn't country pop 
that is banned on our radio stations or the country, I'm putting up air quotes right now, that we know of right now. It's not pop country. This is country country. Got some twang. The sounds when you think or you hear just old country, like those are the sounds that are on this album. The <laughs> I, I try. But just like that, that's this album. The crazy thing is, is while I'm getting votes, and while I'm talking to people about music and stuff like that, they're like, well, you know, Howlin' Wolf don't really know who that is, which I understand. The Kinks, uh, well, they got three votes, Howlin' Wolf got two, but the basis out of the 65 votes were Miranda Lambert and Selena. Miranda Lambert, I think, got the last, like, 25 votes, and that pushed her over the edge, obviously. But the country fans were kind of like, I don't really care for Miranda. Like, she's okay, but I'm going to vote for her because I don't really know the rest, or, you know, I'm just more of a country fan. And that's how Miranda won. Really, that's how she won. And my poll base is everybody mixed. It's not just, like, older people. It's not younger people. It's... All different races, all different ages, different genders, different everything. I don't stereotype at all. I want just a fair vote. Get the best music. But they're like, eh, like she's okay. I even had somebody say, hey, I went to a Miranda Lambert concert and I really didn't like it. My friends that I went with, they, they thought it was awesome, but just not my thing. So it was just weird that somebody like Miranda Lambert, and we'll talk about her career and, and things like that in this album, the popularity she has, but I didn't feel that way with this. It was just kind of like, well, she's the best choice on here, so that's how she's going to get my vote. But I feel like if she was up against uh, Reba McIntyre, uh, Garth Brooks, uh, Dixie Chicks, I don't know if she wins. Actually, I'm pretty sure she doesn't. Like, that's how I felt. Like, these people were voting. Like, eh, eh, eh. I like country. She's the only country option. Let's pick it. While I was looking up stuff, she kept popping up on the news. So on Monday, Miranda Lambert actually broke down in tears in concert in Texas saying she loved the fans and she missed this and she's so glad to be back in concert, back performing for her fans and for country music lovers. It was the first concert for Miranda Lambert and actually for pretty much everybody in over a year. So that was cool to know how much she loves music, how much she loves her fans, how much this really all means to her. That was cool to see, or cool to read, cool to hear about. Miranda Lambert is 37 and is from Texas, actually Longview, Texas, 37 years old. Parents, Rick and Bev Lambert, were private detectives. They did a lot of things, had a couple different careers, but the one that was most prevalent was private detectives and they worked on the Clinton, the President Bill Clinton impeachment trial. So that's pretty cool. Maybe not the trial, but the process of the impeachment, trying to figure out things and died in as private detectives. Lambert made her singing debut in high school with the Texas Pride Band. She has eight studio albums by herself. She has three albums with the group that she's in called the Pistol Annies. And in 2021, just a little bit ago, she has an album with Jack Ingram and John Randall called the Marfa Tapes. What she's been able to do album-wise, award-wise, has been really impressive. 
2018, she was named the American Country Music Award Female Vocalist of the Year for the ninth straight year. She won nine straight of these awards. By doing that, she surpassed Reba McIntyre, who didn't win eight in a row, but she had won the award eight times and had the most of the honor. Not anymore. It is Miranda Lamberts who had nine in a row. She's like the UCLA, John Wooden style, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Walton, the Bruins version of the Female Vocalist of the Year for the American Country Music Awards. November 15th, she was the first woman named by the Country Music Association Awards to win the Album of the Year twice. Grammy-wise, she's got three victories with 21 nominations. Not great odds, but winning a Grammy is way harder than you think. Great music career, she's been around for quite a while, has done some cool things, just doesn't seem like anybody's favorite. If Miranda Lambert is your favorite, please reach out and let us know why. And let us know your love for Miranda Lambert, because I did not feel it throughout this process. Personal stuff about Miranda Lambert. She has nine tattoos, which that's kind of cool. Who doesn't like a tattoo? Well, a lot of people, really. <laughs> 2014, she started a shoe line. In 2009, she became the face of Cotton Inc. 2014, began a partnership with Chrysler Ram Trucks. This did all kinds of stuff. Miranda, along with her mother, Bev, they started the Mutt Nation Foundation in 2009 where they would rescue animals, whether cats, dogs, all kinds of animals, and help make their lives better and put them in homes and places to you know, make other people's lives better as well. During her concerts, Miranda Lambert for the Mutt Nation Foundation was actually running adoptive drives at her concerts. She was running these so people could come to her concert and then leave with Fluffy. That's pretty awesome. I'd never heard of that before. I'm reading it. I'm like, wow, well, that's, that's really cool. I'm sure if you listen to country and you know Miranda Lambert, you already know this story. But for me, not knowing anything about her whatsoever, that was pretty cool to find out. And I appreciate and respect that. The part that everybody does know, whether you listen to country music or not, was that she was married to Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton of The Voice. He has been a judge on there, I think, since the beginning of the show. It's been around for quite a while. They started dating in 2006, get married in 2011, and divorced in 2005. Then Blake Shelton on The Voice links up with Gwen Stefani of No Doubt. That was all over the news channels. Okay, TMZ is not really news, but that's where it was at. So pretty much everybody knows about that. It was talked on radio stations all over the place. After the Blake Shelton relationship, the marriage ended, started dating singer Anderson East, dated him for two years. And then February 16th, then in February 16th of 2019, she announced she was married to Brendan McLaughlin, who is a member of the New York Police Department that actually got married January 26th, 2019. Usually I don't bring up relationships or, you know, just the famous one and the other ones, uh, whatever. But in this case, this album is so, so much about 
the relationship with Blake Shelton, not even saying his name, but just how a person feels after something like that and how your heart's broken and how things work like that and how you want to leave and you just want to throw everything behind you and just, that's this album. That is this album to a T. And not only is it an album, it's a double album. 24 songs lasting an hour and 34 minutes. It was a long listen. Out of all the albums I have done, Bring It Back On. This was the one that I listened to probably the shortest amount of time. An hour and 34 is longer than a workout. You know, usually I listen to them in a workout. It's longer than a shower. That's a long time. But listen to it a few times. I think I got three or four listens into it and dove in to Miranda Lambert's The Weight of These Wings. So in reality, Miranda Lambert has eight studio albums. But for some odd reason, because it wasn't on a big label or wasn't marketed the way people want albums to be marketed, she is mentioned for seven instead of eight. And The Weight of These Wings, which is really her seventh album, is considered her sixth, if that makes sense. And it was released November 18th of 2016. I mentioned it was a two-disc event. The disc one was called Nerve, Disc 2, The Heart. It debuted on the country charts as number one. It was number three on the U.S. Billboard 200 list. And it remained on that list for three years. Comes out in 2016 in November and has singles that come out through 16, 17, and 18 that keep the album moving and in people's ears and in people's recognition that they understand that it's still there. The album does go platinum, sells over a million records. Awards that Lambert won for this album as we hear the train come through the edge of your seat podcast studio. She won Album of the Year 2017 American Country Music Awards, which was the fifth straight album for her to win the award. So she didn't win five straight Album of the Years in a row, but she did win five for her first five albums. That is crazy. She just mopped up the American Country Music Awards during her career. The singles that she had come out throughout that duration, the three years that she was on the Billboard 200 charts with this album were Vice, We Should Be Friends, Tin Man, and Keeper of the Flame. Usually, I break down every song and then rank them. 24 songs, that's a lot, so we're gonna shorten up each song's break down what I thought of it. And instead of ranking each song one through 24, I picked the ones that I liked, which were eight, and I ranked them. So we'll have quick rundowns, and then I'll rank the eight that I like out of the album. And like I say kind of loosely, I'm not gonna listen to this album again. Not my thing. Old vintage country, not country pop, which I don't know what I like better, if I like vintage country or if I like country pop, I don't know yet. I'm hoping to figure that out as I'm listening to these because never been really a country music lover lover, but I still listen to it. Like it doesn't really bother me. I know some people are like, oh, I hate country. It's the worst. I've never been like that. 
hopefully, and okay, I know I will never be like that. I like to hear everything, watch everything, see everything, experience everything at least once. So I'm still glad that I listened to this album, but I know I'm never going to listen to it again. There's not going to be a song from this album on any playlist that I have on Spotify, on my phone, on my computer at home. So let's do this. Let's get into the weight of these wings. The first song on the album, Running Just In Case. It let me know what to expect. It had that country theme real quick. So I knew what I was getting into. And then she's like, hey, not trying to fall in love. I'm not chasing it, but I'm running before it can happen. I'm getting out here. You know, there's freedom in a broken heart. I have a broken heart. I can do what I want. There's nothing keeping me anywhere. I'm going to run just in case so I never get stuck again. Two, Highway Vagabond. She just wants to leave. Just take off. Fresh start. Don't care about anything. I'm just leaving. I'm throwing everything behind. And that is the theme through a lot of these songs. There's a lot of what I call journey songs. Like, just want to get on the road, get in an airplane, get in my own zone, not be around anybody, and find out life, my life, for myself, by myself. And this was definitely one of them. It's kind of got a Rasta feel, a little hippie vibe. Three, Ugly Lights. It's got that recording old feel. I feel like, you know, you saw the old vintage footage of like Johnny Cash or a Roy Orbison or, you know, one of those guys at the old beginning of record labels where they're in a little room, there's like a little machine, you got a mic, you see a needle drop, and you hear this like, it's kind of staticky. You can hear the breaks, the little crackles in the audio. That is this. And there's a couple songs like this, but this is definitely one of them where it just got that old feel. The song itself, the meaning, it's just kind of like, I'm at a bar, I'm dancing, it's dark, talking to people, maybe not talking to people, doing whatever I want to, and you know what? I'm still gonna be here at the end. When these ugly lights come on and I have to see them, I'm still gonna be here. I have nowhere else I would rather be. Number four, You Wouldn't Know Me. This song screamed Loretta Lynn to me. If you're a country fan, you know who Loretta Lynn is. Old school, female, country singer, pioneer. She sounded like her in this song. You wouldn't know me pretty much saying I changed a lot. Whether I'm sleeping on your couch, I'm sleeping on your porch, I walk up to your porch and say hi to you. You might not know who I am. I've changed a lot. I've been doing a lot of things. And that's life. And this was definitely honky-tonk. Like, this is what I picture Grand Ole Opry, 1955. Five, we should be friends. And this is one of the eight songs that I actually liked, I cared for. I'm going to rate this number three. Three on my eight. So like I said, 24 songs on the album. I cared for eight. This is the third since I'm going to rank those eight. We should be friends. Pretty much just saying, hey, you're country, you're rough, you're not a prince or a princess. We can be friends. If you're kind of like me or you got this, you know, a real being about you. You're human. We don't have to get along about everything, but you be you, I'm going to be me, and we can be friends. One of the lines that hit me is like, this is the very first line, if your mind's as cluttered as your kitchen sink. Like, hey, aren't, aren't we all? 
Aren't we all just thinking about a million things every day? And if you're saying that you're not, you're lying. So why don't you just be real about it and get your clutter on? Six, pink sunglasses. This is my number eight out of the ones that I liked. And it's pretty much because of the electric guitar. This was a music thing for me. The song meaning was okay. It's pretty much like, hey, kind of like a kid thing, right? You got your sunglasses on and you can do whatever you want to. It's like you're invisible. It's like nobody's paying attention to you. Everything looks better in these glasses. You feel better about yourself. Your confidence level is through the roof. It's kind of like you're a little kid. And that's what this song was about. She put her pink sunglasses on. Always makes the world look better. And it made her feel better. The electric guitar is what sold me. It was cool. And it was an upbeat song. There's a lot of slow tempo tracks on here. This one was a little more upbeat. And that's why I have it on 8. The guitar it was upbeat. And I get the sunglasses feel. 7. Getaway Driver. This was another journey song. Taken off go into the next part of life just a little more descriptive of the other ones that were earlier in the song this one had a lot of details in it and it definitely made me think okay miranda just wants to take off like i don't care about nobody i'm out i got that at song seven it goes on through the whole album eight was vice song lyric maybe i'm addicted to goodbyes another vice another town where my past can't run me down Another life, another call, another bed I shouldn't crawl out of. I said I wasn't going to do this, like I was trying to do better, like I don't want to have these vices. But unfortunately, we all are vulnerable at times, and those vices, those faults creep through the cracks, and that's what happened to Miranda for this song. Nine, Smoking Jacket. This is a country and blues. Got some harmonicas, got some straight, like knee slapping. And it's just about the man she wants. Like, hey, you got a smoking jacket on. You're drinking some whiskey. You're a rough neck. You know, you're my guy. Ten is pushing time. This is number four of my rankings. In this song, she's just kind of asking like, hey, am I a fool? Am I wrong for rushing into a relationship? It started because I'm lonely. And the way it sounds like in her real personal life is this is after the divorce with Blake Shelton. But then the beginning of the relationship with Anderson East. Like, am I foolish for trying to get into another relationship with another person? Like, should I be doing this? It is kind of slow, but I like the harmonizing. There's some harmonizing in it, and it's just kind of a cruise song. If I was cruising in a pickup truck in a cornfield, I might put this on and just roll, if it was my thing. But I could see people doing that. 11, Covered Wagon. Another travel song, like, hey, let's pack up, mama, let's leave. 12, use my heart. Can't use her heart to love you. Like, it's over. Like, quit trying to use me. Quit trying to keep me in your life. Like, it's over. Be gone. 13 was my favorite song of the album. Only one I think that I'd heard before, but I just like the concept of Tin Man. Saying, like, hey, you should feel lucky, Tin Man. You shouldn't want a heart. Why are you trying to get one? Because if you don't have one, then you don't know what it feels like to have your heart broken. Because you can't change that once it does happen. And without one, that can't happen. There is no breakups. There is no divorces. There is no heart being ripped out of your chest figuratively because of somebody else. It's like, hey, you're lucky for not having it. You can't feel those feelings. 
I dig it. I really like the meaning behind the song. And it had a catchy riff to it, even though it was kind of slow country. 14, good old days. I mean, yeah, the good old days. Talking about the past, it's country, super country. Like this definitely made me feel about the tassels and the embroidered shirts with the cowboy hat in Memphis, in Nashville in 1945. I'm going to just go with the fives every year that I said. 15, things that break. Again, exactly what the title says. It starts with China, starts with materials around the house, and then it becomes emotional, and people can break, and hearts can break. So Miranda went through that, and it is obvious in this album. 16 was for the birds. I always say that saying, and she used it exactly like we would use it, right? Like, this is pointless, this is useless, why are we doing this to ourselves? Because it's for the birds, it does not matter to us. This is number two on my rankings. I really like the concept because like I said, we all know this, we can relate. 17, well rested, this is a slow country ballad. You can't test the heart if it isn't well rested. Like don't put yourself through the drama, the heartbreak, if you're not rested because it's not going to be good for you. 18, tomboy. Song quote, don't need a dress to make her pretty, and then continues to describe a woman that can do everything that a man can and still be pretty, aka a tomboy, just didn't want to be a girly girl, and have to sit there and play with Barbies and brush their hair, and no, you can do different things, and that's what this song is about. 19 was to learn her, this is number 7 on the rankings out of eight of the songs that I liked on this album. Typical classic country, which a lot of these are. I realize that I keep saying that, but they were so many of just the twangy sounds that you hear from the acoustic guitars. The drum beats are ballad country songs. Almost every single one. Song quote, to have her is to love her and see her at her worst. Like, hey, we're not all going to be fantastic people every day. If you want to love her, you have to know her. If you want to know her, after a while, you're going to have to love her. It's kind of a catch-22. Song 20 was Keeper of the Flame. This is number five on my rankings. It's about being a human being. You know, we're weak, we're strong, we can do everything. We're going to keep the flame going in our life and every goal, every mission that we have. And through that journey, that travel, you know, you're going to get stronger. You're going to find a way to keep that flame going no matter what. 21, Bad Boy. Again, the electric guitar got me in this one. I'm a sucker for a cool electric guitar solo. The intro is different. She's speaking a little bit and then gets into the song. It's like, hey, I stayed up Saturday. Sunday isn't happening. That's not my thing. Like, I figured out who you are, what kind of person you are, and I don't want you in my life like that. So, you keep doing your thing. Go out Saturday. Stay at home on Sunday. Waste your weekends. That's cool. I'm going to do my thing. 22, six degrees of separation. Again, the staticky recording. Like, we're in a studio in 1935. And you can't move on. I mean, you're trying to separate. And you start off at the very beginning where it's harder. And then it gets easier, 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 and easier. And then it becomes a hate thing, and it's like, hey, don't ever talk to me again. That's the six degrees of separation. She lays out the blueprint. 23, Dear Old Son. Kind of like a heavenly tune. It's like you're looking up at the sky, sitting in the back of a truck, 
asking like, hey, can you change some things for me? 24, this was number six in my rankings. This is the last song of the album. It's called I've Got Wheels. It's like, you know, these wings get heavy. Like for me to hold myself up here, I'm gonna start to fall. But you know, if I fall too low, whether it's figuratively or literally, like I got some wheels here that are gonna help me get through anything I need to get through. And that is Miranda Lambert's The Weight of These Wings. It had its moments. There's a couple songs that were all right. Like even Tin Man, my number one ranking, I probably won't listen to it again. I did think she had some pretty intelligent, clever, written songs. Like there's some meaning behind all of them and we can relate to a lot because we've all went through a breakup, right? We've all been smashed. A lot of people have went through divorces. You know it's like to have those six degrees of separation. You know what it's like to want to leave and throw everything behind you and have a new, fresh start. To have those feelings, we have those thoughts, and people have done it. So this album does connect to people. Maybe that's what her popularity is, because she does relate. Like, there's nothing about anything materialistic that listeners of her music might not know about or a lifestyle that they're not going to know. Like most of her concepts, okay, all of the concepts of every single one of these 24 songs is just being a human being and how your heart works and how relations work and that concept. Maybe that's what it is. She sounds like a real person coming at real topics, not talking about money, cars, clothes. Sorry, hip hop. I know that's a, you know, perspective that people say about hip hop rap, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of rappers, a lot of rap songs, a lot of albums. Like, that's what they're about. There's none of that here. We can relate to everything Miranda Lambert is saying and the things that she felt. So, like I said, not going to listen to it again. I'm glad I listened to this once. I appreciate your votes. And, you know, vote for another country album. I'm cool with it. Like, I like all kinds of music. This just wasn't my cup of tea. And we'll see as we go through the list how many more Miranda Lambert CDs we're going to listen to because there's going to be more. If she's got seven albums, this is her sixth and she's on here, that means there's going to be more because usually the first one, two, three albums of somebody's career are their best music. You know, they sat at home, they sat in prison, they sat in relationships, they sat in high school, whatever, writing these songs, creating them, taking the time to polish them and making them the best that they can. Well, then after a while, all those songs, all those ideas are gone, and now they're sitting there trying to think of new stuff, and it doesn't have that polished, great feel that the tracks before them did. That's what happens in a music career. This is album six. So we get to six albums. Six albums. And she's still getting the awards, and she's still on this list. Again, she's going to be on here again. She is, no doubt. Well, that is the end of this intro. Thank you for listening to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. A vote for the next Bring It Back will be up real shortly. And we are going to get into basketball interviews, football, volleyball. We have all kinds of awesome stuff coming up on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Just keep checking social media, Edge of Your Seat Podcast at Facebook. And Edge of Your CP on Twitter. Got any questions, suggestions, want to be a guest, know a good guest, hit us up. 
via email, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, share the word that you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music iTunes. Until next time, peace. It is a beautiful time of the year. Maybe not weather-wise. You know, there's snow. Even though the last two days have been kind of nice. But it's beautiful because high school sports are back. Man, if you know me, I've been playing or coaching or covering or writing about or talking about high school sports pretty much my entire life. So, I had to get a high school athlete guest on the podcast once again. Of course, I mean, that's what we do here. I am joined by Hall Senior, Brianna Laura. How's it going, Brianna? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, especially since you're back in the bowling alleys. That makes me happy. Yes, I am super happy that we're back bowling. Even though we had a short season, I'm just glad we're bowling and we had I had my senior year. Yeah, I feel really bad. Like It's very unfortunate that you come through at this time. We had our full season last year. This year, we started back up in November, had like three practices, and then we didn't start back up until the end of January, middle of January. Oh, man. So I bet you were kind of like antsy to get back there. Yeah, I am kind of antsy, but that doesn't mean after I graduate I'm going to stop bowling. And that's one thing I've always liked about bowling, because you can do it whenever you want to. Yeah. (laughs) How often are you at the bowling alley when you're not at school? When I'm not at school? Well, my adopted family make a thing where we go bowling Saturday nights at the Super Bowl. Sometimes. Just depends. And sometimes my boyfriend takes me out bowling. I'm very proud of him because he ordered himself a bowling ball, bowling shoes, and a bag. Wow, he, that's showing and commitment. I got, I got him into bowling, I mean, into basketball, so yeah, it's a win-win. So what is your boyfriend's name? Judson. Judson. I believe I have talked to him and done a story about him. Yes, he told me. Yeah, he was in basketball. Was he a manager? Yes, he was. All right, I do remember, and he was with Jan Thompson when Jan Thompson coached there. Yeah, he did basketball and track. Gotcha, and that was at Mendota, and you're at Hall. How do you know Judson? It's a long story. met him through a friend. You live in Mendota, right? So you go to high school at Hall, but you live in Mendota? Yeah. Gotcha. Why'd you decide to go all the way to Hall instead of going to Mendota High School? Uh, because everybody in my family would have been very upset if I transferred to Mendota. So I thought since I've been at Hall High School all four years and it's my senior year, why not just finish off at Hall? And my principal actually agreed with me. So since we're remote right now, they agreed that I can be full remote for the rest of the year. Okay, so you're going to school at Hall, but you're actually just staying in Mendota. Yeah, I stay at home and do remote. Gotcha. So how long did you live in the Spring Valley area before you came to Mendota? I didn't move until September of last year. 
Oh, I gotcha. So you were that direction for a while and then came here and you're like, hey, yeah. any way I can stay in school? Yeah. Gotcha. And your principal, I'm trying to remember his name, but he's the guy with the beard. Yes, Mr. Meyer. He's awesome. I do know him from football. He was an assistant coach for a long time before he became the principal, and I knew him through there. Yeah, he was actually an awesome history teacher, too. I, I mean, I never had him, but, you know, I've heard from other students he was awesome. Well, that's fantastic. So, real quick, you did say Judson got you into basketball. You got him into bowling. It yeah. sounds like a match made in heaven. Yes. <laughs> nice, nice. I don't play basketball, though. I just watch it. Ah, what's your favorite team to watch? Miami Heat. Bad answer. We're done with this conversation. <laughs> we are both Miami Heat fans. <laughs> what? Why? I don't know. I never used to like basketball until I met him. And he was already a Miami fan. Yes, and he got me into it. Is it because LeBron James was there? No. <laughs> Is it because Dwayne Wade was there? No. All right, I give up. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Miami Heat fans in Illinois. Okay, I'll uh -huh. never understand, but whatever. <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> So has your boyfriend being involved in your bowling life, has that helped you for hall bowling, for you to be better and improve as a bowler yourself? He helps me during practices a lot. He takes me to practices, and he'll come sit down there, and he'll help me. Like if uh, Coach Monica's with another student, he'll come over and he'll help me. Okay, and you say Coach Monica, we are talking about Monica Hovrat. Yep know her pretty well. She's a pretty awesome yeah. coach from what I understand. Yeah, she is. How has she helped your game? How has she helped you improve? Well, when I first started bowling, my score could not get past 30. Let's just say from now, from from my freshman year when I couldn't get, my score could not get past 30, to now when my highest score is 151 and my total series is 361. I'd say she's helped me a lot. Sounds like some drastic improvements. Yeah. Right now we are working on my speed, on my ball. Okay. What are some things that you're doing to make it faster? To lean forward a little bit and to try to, to bring my ball back more. What do you mean ball back? Like your arm when you raise it? To yeah, to bring my arm back a little bit more. I'm short and I have short arms. Sounds like a short person problem. Yeah, everybody says that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. There's tall people problems, too. Yeah. <laughs> so besides just being able to bowl this year, because I know you're happy about that, what are some other things that you've enjoyed so far this shortened season of, you know, bowling in general? Is it your team, your coach? What are some things that you're very happy about when it comes to bowling for Hall? To get to bowl with some of my friends that I don't get to see at school anymore. That's got to be weird. You go to school your whole life, every day yeah. you're seeing people, you're meeting friends, you're, you know, doing all that, the kid stuff. And then all of a sudden, yeah. well, bam, you're at home, you're doing e-learning pretty much, and you're not in that environment. How has that been weird for you? 
you know, it's kind of sad, but I haven't, like, none of my friends, I don't see any of my friends anymore. I have no way to contact them because they either change their name or they just don't want to talk to me completely. I don't have very many friends. I don't think they would not want to talk to you completely. I have one very true friend. Well, sometimes that's all you need. You just need, uh, you know, that, that stand-by-me friend that's always there for you. Yep. You got that? You're A-okay, Brianna. Yes. Anything else you want to add about bowling? One memory that I will never forget is I threw a bowling ball. I threw the bowling ball, and I think I went halfway down the lane with the ball. You went halfway down the ball like your physical body? <laughs> yeah, I crossed over the line and went over the line with the bowling ball, and it wouldn't come out of my finger. That is pretty hilarious. Were you laughing when it happened? Yes, I did. I was totally laughing. <laughs> That's Monica likes to say that it's never a dull moment with me. It doesn't sound like it. It really doesn't. Yeah, because uh, we had this one game. I think we were first in St. Bede. And she come over to help me. And she goes, bring your ball here. Let me talk to your ball. And she goes, hey, listen. She goes, you're going to go down that lane and you're going to hit that pin. I can never pick up 10 pins. Okay, so I threw the ball and told I did what she told me to do, which is not like me because I never listen. And the ball went down and it hit and it got the 10 pin. And she's like, we're going to put that in the books that you actually listened. And the ball actually listened. We all just started laughing. <laughs> that sounds like a good moment. You'll remember that one for a while. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. Besides bowling, are you involved in anything else school club-wise or anything else with Hall High School? Well, unfortunately, this year I'm not involved in anything besides bowling because, you know, uh, of COVID and stuff like that. So... My junior through my freshman year, I was in cooking club, robotics club. I went to homework help a lot, photography. I think I did yearbook one year. I also helped out at the concession stands a lot. I think that's all I can think of. Concession stands are very important. Yes. When we used to do the football games, I used to be there after school. I think it was my sophomore, and then a little bit of my junior year, I used to show up early. I'd go straight from Hall High School down to the concession stand. I'd get everything ready, and then when everything was ready, I'd leave my stuff there. i shut the door, go to McDonald's, get some food, and walk back. And by the time I got back, there were people there. Like, I like to do that stuff. Like, if I think it's the deed students, if they didn't get some things ready, there are certain things that they didn't get ready, I would usually help do that. But that was one thing I did like. And halftime is the most busiest time for football games. And I would be the only person sometimes working in the back, getting pizzas, making pretzels, getting breadsticks, making nachos, 
sometimes we had like the pop-up popsicles in the back and I'd have to run back and forth and you know I wouldn't let anybody help me I'd be the only person in the back sometimes I mean there would be some times where I have one person back there helping me and I'd get the food but I'd be back and forth I never sat down during halftime good stuff good stuff you always had food and you were ready yes <laughs> I do not remember the ladies' names, but there was two ladies that worked in the Hall football concession stand, and I don't remember if the game got rained out or if it was just raining and I was waiting for a ride because I was having car issues, but I was there covering a game, and they let me go into the concession stand. They're like, hey, have a drink. I think they gave me a hot dog or a pork chop or something, and they were yeah. very, very, very nice. No doubt about it. Do you remember what year that was that would have been not this past football season but the one uh -huh. before so last football season would have been 20 it would have been 2019 was it the one where there was like a lightning storm or something and they had like 90 percent of the people going to school and wait in the basement might have been the one i was trying to think if it was the one where they had the fire i think that might have been the year before oh yeah that was the year before i will never forget that all of a sudden we just we were listening to the game on the radio in the concession stand somebody had it on their phone and we heard mr filippini does the announcements and stuff and his wife was working in there and she had it playing on her phone and he said something, and next thing, we just hear beep, and it goes out. And next thing you know, you hear everybody screaming and running. We're like, what just happened? And then we see smoke. True story. I was probably about <laughs> two feet away from Mike Filippini. I was in the press box when that happened. Yeah. And yes, I ran out. I saw the smoke come in. I'm like, hey, I think that's a fire or something. And then shortly after, everybody started running. That was crazy. That was very, very crazy. That was such a crazy night. And actually, I had one of my friends across. I think we were playing St. Bede that night. It was and actually, I used, it was Princeton. It was Princeton. Okay. I think somebody that was in the concession stand knew somebody that was in Princeton section. And they sent us a video of it happened. Like, they happened to be videoing uh, the game as it happened. And sent it in a group chat or whatnot, and we all seen it. Yeah, that was crazy. And now that I think about it, I don't think that was the day that I went into the concession stand. I think it was a different rain game, but uh -huh. that game was crazy too. That was <laughs> that was insane. Yeah, that was insane. That will be one of those sports memories from my career that I will never forget. Yeah. Now it's your senior year, meaning school is about to wrap up at least in high school terms. Any plans mm -hmm. on going to college? Yeah, I am going to college. I have no clue where yet. I have applied for some schools because I know that my boyfriend wants to move to Rockford. So the least expensive college there is is IVCC. So Maybe I thought I could go to IVCC, but then he said they have some colleges up there, and I didn't really know that, so maybe I might apply for them and see what happens. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's in the air still. You got plenty of time to plan. Yes, I have until May. 
Do you know what you might want to study or what you're interested in for the your future? There are two things I am very interested in. One, I love children, so I thought maybe getting something related to a child care degree or like maybe a preschool teacher or something like that. Or the other one is some sort of art degree because I love arts. Any type of art, I love. Do you practice art? Are you an artist outside of school and bowling? Yes. I have done every art class you can think of at Hall High School. Every year I was in art. I'm in art right now. I'm doing student portfolio. I mean, I am up the wall with a lot of arts. I do all sorts of things. Right now I am working on a baby blanket. And it's cross-stitch. So it's like kind of like needlepoint, but only you have like the design printed on the blanket already. So you can pretty much do anything. So you could paint a picture, you could draw a picture, you can do yep. needlepoint, you can probably make beaded bracelets, all that cool stuff. Yep. Can you sculpt a awesome statue of something? I have done, I think it was like a clay mixture of something. I think I took that my sophomore year. I think it was like a 3D class or whatnot. And we were supposed to, like, if you want, there was three options. There was a bowl, a plate, or a, uh, a cup. Well, I was trying to make a bowl, and I like Jack the Skeleton, so I did, like, his bow and his, like, a little, like, a thing of his face. I put, like, a, the snake and wrapped around it and had it and then i think i had like a couple presents well it didn't come out as big as i thought it would because once you put it in the oven and it heats and stuff like that it kind of shrinks a little bit so it wasn't as big before but i tried to make it bigger now i just use it to put my keys in okay does it still look cool yes it's, it looks awesome amazing amazing <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say, like, you made a clay bowling pin or a clay bowling ball. I was thinking about getting some sort of, like, clay thing on Amazon and trying to make a sculpture. Maybe that's next? Yeah, I think that's next. There you go. There you go. I like to write a lot. Awesome. What do you like to write? Just in general, anything. I like to write poetry sometimes not really good at poetry but i'm slowly working on it there you go i remember back in the day writing sonnets and all those mm -hmm. crazy things oh creative writing was another club i was in good thing i started talking about writing that might be something we have in common i have been a writer my entire life and actually have a minor from college in creative writing that's what i studied huh. i wrote two books if you have the app Wattpad, I wrote two books. I do not remember the name of them because they're like three years old. I haven't been writing for maybe over a year because I've been worrying more about my artwork and stuff like that. I've been drawing, working on blankets, worrying about school. I mean, these are a lot of important things you got to worry about here. Yes. My top number one thing is graduating. I mean, I'm on top to graduate. I have straight A's. So I think you got this. Yes. <laughs> I mean, 
Right now, this semester is almost over with, and we're only taking four classes for this semester. I have English, foods, too, my choreography or something like that for art class, and then I am in PE. Tuesdays are my favorite days when we do yoga sometimes. If we don't do yoga, I do yoga anyways. I don't know if I'd be a fan of that. I, I can't really stretch <laughs> like that. I like to do the downward dog sometimes. That's my favorite. It helps my back. I do hear that's what yoga does, that it helps your back and like stretches you yes. out pretty good. That's why I like it so much. But at the same time, it looks very painful. Yes. And yesterday when we were bowling Kiwani, we were bowling Kiwani in Princeton at the pen splitter. Nobody on the team wanted to do stretches with me because I'm a senior and, you know, I thought maybe us doing stretches as a team would be cool. Well, they didn't want to do it, so I'm like, okay, I'll wait for Kiwani to come. Well, I didn't know Kiwani did stretches, so they were doing their stretches and Monica's like, hey, Bree, you can go up there and go do your stretches. So I'm like, okay, so I went up there and I did my stretches. Well, I felt this big hole in my leg, and I thought it was just nothing. I thought it was just a muscle moving. Well, I started bowling, and in my second game, I, like, started doing horrible, and I started limping, and the people that were watching me were asking me what was wrong. I'm like, I think I either pulled a charley horse or I pulled a muscle. I still bowled, you know. I didn't, I was limping and everything. But, you know, I still bowl. I'm not going to quit just because I'm hurting. You're like, nope, that's not happening. I'm going. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And actually, my first game was 124. My second game was 93, which is okay for me. My third game was when I was really hurting. I actually had 129, which I was very surprised. So you bowled the 129 in pain. Yes. That's almost like the Michael Jordan sick game. <laughs> yeah. The flu game. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about bowling there was that they have synthetic lanes. I'm used to bowling on wooden lanes. Like, Lad Lanes has wooden lanes. I've bowled at Lad Lanes, I think, once or twice. I also like to trip over that step that we have at Lad Lanes a lot. forget there's a step there sometimes. <laughs> We had our game Tuesday, so today was Wednesday. It's Wednesday, I hope so. <laughs> I ice for 30 minutes, I rest for an hour, and I put the heating pad on for 30 minutes. And then I rest and I repeat it. Been doing that, so towards the time that practice would start, I'm like, well, I think I should go to practice just to keep motivated So because I can't go tomorrow because I have an eye appointment. So I went today. You know, I was in pain, and I still bowled very good. I, I bowled my normal like I would during a game. Nice. So you were still on it. Yeah. Monica goes, you should be injured more often because you're bowling very, very good. <laughs> I'm like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I like the relationship that you and Monica have. Yeah. That's pretty cool that you can joke around with her and she can joke around with you. Doesn't sound like any feelings get hurt. You still respect her. Sounds like she still likes having you on the bowling team. That's pretty cool. Yeah, she always says it's never a dull moment. 
And actually, the bowlers are really, really sad that it's my last year. I bring laughter to the team. That's always a good thing. You need to laugh. Yeah, if I get a strike or if I don't like something, I, like, do a weird dance. <laughs> so you break out the moves? Yeah, I break out the moves when I get a strike or, like, me and Sarah Beyer, we used to have a certain handshake that we used to do when we get a strike. And she is a very good bowler, so we were doing it, like, a, a lot. Nice, nice. One thing I'm going to miss this year, sadly there were no tournaments this year. But, you know, at least we're still bowling, that's all that matters. Yeah, I definitely miss the... You know, the LP Classic and a couple of the other ones. The one in Rockford is usually pretty big. I like when we bowl in Dixon. Dixon is usually a pretty big turnout, pretty cool. Yeah. Regionals, it seems like I really live on regionals. I walk faster, I get my speed up, and I'm doing very wonderful. Good stuff, good stuff. Sadly, my four years bowling, I have not. Actually, I think last year I got a turkey. Scratch that. I got a turkey last year. Last year was my first year I got a turkey ever. I haven't had a turkey this year, but I've come really close to a turkey. When I get two strikes in a row and I go up to go bowl, they're like, don't think about it. And then I think about it and I throw the ball and I either get a 10 pin or a 7 pin and I can never pick those up. Well, it sounds like your bowling game is starting to come together a little bit, though. Yes. Well, every guest that we have on Edge of Your Seat Podcast, we play a game. Why don't we play some hot potato? Do you got some gloves on? I don't want to bring your hands. <laughs> no, I don't have gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to play some hot potato. I will throw you two things, person, place, food, whatever, and you pick which one you like the best. Okay. We're talking about concessions, so we got to do concession stuff. So, pretzels or nachos? Nachos. Hamburgers or hot dogs? Hot dogs. Skittles, M&M's? Skittles definitely taste the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said you like basketball, but you were talking about being at a football concession stand. Basketball or football? Oh, you're putting me in between. Oh. I cannot choose which one I love. Oh, uh, you got they either, to. They are both good sports, but I'm going to have to go with basketball. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Art supplies, markers or crayons? Markers. Markers, colored pencils? Colored pencils. Colored pencils, acrylic paint? Acrylic paint. A drawing or putting together a blanket or a quilt? I'm going to have to go blanket. Winter or summer? Summer. Vacation spot you may want to go to. Mexico, Jamaica. Jamaica. And last but not least, hall colors, red or white? Red. Perfect. That wasn't too hard, was it? You didn't get too burnt? <laughs> no. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you for playing Hot Potato. Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast to talk some bowling, some art stuff, going to school in this weird COVID-19 time, everything. Thank you very much for being a guest on the show. You're welcome. 